The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain all over the lower than i thought zoobs i'm i'm way i'm way ahead of the chat tonight i, I got my pedal to the floor I, I had a feeling you might be i mean you you are you're baitable uh with with delicious bait and tonight was the super bait why wouldn't it be a seven um hook line and i think also sinker um <laughs> yeah, all three no question uh yeah so that's homicidal I, I, suicidal genocide you also yeah. have sabu you have you have the cm punk hint um, I'm not not surprised by that. Uh, I I don't know. It's tough on this show, right? Because it is it does sort of depend on your mileage on on the CM Punk news hint uh, overwhelming your score, right? So I think yeah. um, which is totally fair. It's not a, it's not a knock. It, if that gets you to a seven for a show, then enjoy your seven. Have a great night. Um, I think I'm probably closer to the chat where I think the average is in the middle of the fives, high end of the fives, probably. If I had to, if I had to, maybe maybe I liked the opener more than most people. That's totally mm, on the table. It was good. it was very good. It was very good. Uh, maybe, I think maybe, maybe, that might be the difference here because I'm in the six and a half camp. Mm-hmm. We're you know we're one class. Like if we would have had a Mox Omega cage match on this show, seven. Like there wasn't the undeniable thing that i will go back and rewatch match wise uh but but we got to frame it within a go home show zoobs these yes. go home shows are tough i saw it floating around twitter today people are going a lot of talking on this episode yeah it's the it's the go home show yeah the pay-per-view is all the wrestling that that's in five days four days yeah Thursday, friday saturday, saturday four days i agree with you on that because the last thing you want is these guys <laughs> Going balls out and getting hurt uh, like four days before the pay per view. I think you have to come to expect that you you're gonna get a tag match in the main event. You're gonna get multi man things and, and bigger nice things man. and you know some of the mid card matches um, devoid of some stakes. But that's what I'm with you. I, I expect that of a go home show and sort of look forward to it as a go home show. Um, you, you do want to be sold in the building. If you look at the, the pre show poster, yeah, there was like four different people who it's like we hear from. It was like we hear from. Uh, 
uh, FTR, we hear MJF, from MJF, FTR, uh, Jade, I think they had on the poster, Adam Cole and Chris Jericho contract signing. Right. So you had to know coming in, there was, there was no, as you said, there was no like uh, primetime match at the top there. So I'm um, not surprised by that. And I'm, I'm with you. I, I think maybe then, um, yeah, 575 for me as well still. I, that, I don't think the opener caught me as much. And some of the middle, um, I don't know that the, the same old complaints, right, about some of the stuff. At this point, heading into the the pay-per-view cycle, you're either, like, psyched on the things that they're doing or, or you're not, and I, I, I feel like mileage isn't going to change a ton based on what we saw tonight. No surprise here, Zoo. Come Your on! sexiness is selling subscriptions. As Obi Chen says, I know nothing about wrestling, but I'm here to see Zoobs. He's extremely good-looking. Uh, true. We're happy to take that business. We'll, we'll take that business walking away, I think, Zoobs. Happily. If you just want to look at the Zoobs, I, you're, you're a number. I don't... <laughs> you're listening to the wrestling you're not i don't care i want to shout out my johnny and chen, ob chen in the chat um gate 14 boys uh at blue jays podcast that i have been uh become a very big fan of uh love that yeah they remind they remind me of young zoos i was I actually mentioned this to you um oh, talking to oh, this is the these are the oh, two guys yeah that. talking to johnny and, and and avery and seeing their work i was like wow i i feel renewed vigor for how i need to be approaching my creative projects so Hats Man. off to those guys. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate the gifted sub I may have to Johnny. And you can now use the emotes. And Josh, when you were giving this the sell on the Prime subs about the yeah, emotes, yeah. last week I you was. kicked you kicked it up a notch last week, telling me I can text you with these things. All we've done all week is text with the emotes. That's all it's all we've done. Oh, we're addicted. We really should bring it up in the body of the show. If you've got iPhone. You have iMessage, yeah. iMessage, yeah. Uh, and you're a subscriber, you could use all of our emotes when texting other people on iMessage. It's unbelievable. It's all Marlon and I do, too. It's a phenomenal way to stay in touch with your friends. Like, ending your conversation with somebody, being like, hey, man, have a great day, and then throwing out the Tanahashi, you, you, the guy opens his text, he's like, wow, my day is fucking made. I don't want to give away all my secrets, but uh, sending the Uncle Howdy under invisible ink, <laughs> you're going to become popular. There's no, the one can't happen without the other. <laughs> so thank you to everybody for uh, swinging by. That's right, all the Zoom heads in the chat. It should have been Zoom's night tonight because this was a banger <laughs> episode of Dynamite. Let's get it out of the way. This is, as they say, the elephant in the room, at least on shows that Zoom's and I would be on. Because we have pontificated, and, and I, I do want to avoid a victory lap. Because I, I think, I never like it when other people do it. But I do want to credit the chat and us. Because there was a lot of... Who, uh, who, hey, who, uh, throughout the last year. And, uh, I think you and I gave unwavering faith to each other, uh, in this zone, and the chat backed us up in that. So, congratulations to the smartest chat in wrestling, because tonight, AW and Tony Khan announced that their first episode of the new Saturday show collision, indeed, the first episode will be in Chicago, Illinois. Of course. Now, Zoobs, you remember there were reports last week that a Steel couldn't get hired, so so Punk wouldn't be there. That enorm an enormous falling out. Do you remember this, Zoobs? It's what a miracle that the news has gone from he's coming back, he's not coming back, he's coming back, he's not coming back every two weeks for the last nine months. <laughs> what are the odds? Um, every time there was a major news cycle in wrestling and something important was happening. Oh, there's also a leak of CM Punk news from both sides. That's crazy. Um, listen, shocking. It, it, and listen, don't get me wrong. It was fun 
to get caught up in that stuff and easy to get caught up in that stuff. And that stuff is not stopping also, right? I hope it never does. He only has more leverage now that they've announced Chicago. But you you and I think you did this. You talked about I you did this and I did this and I think most of the chat did this. You had to look at it zoomed out and, and say – all these little petty things that are causing the leaks and are, are hurting feelings and sniping back and forth, these little power plays, it's negotiated that's happening in public. All of it is in service to the bigger picture of it being obvious, of it being too <laughs> – it's it's too big. It's too much. There's, it just it, is. It's, it's, it's too much on the line. It's too big of a thing um, for the egos involved, for the people involved, for the money involved, for the companies involved. It was always going to end with CM Punk gets healthy – and he comes back. It was always going to end with that. And uh, I can't wait. Summer of Punk is in three and a half weeks. Perfectly said, Zoobs. Now, I, I very rarely listen <laughs> to content that I record. I just, not because I think it's bad. I never get when people say, oh, I hate the sound of my own voice. I can't listen to anything. It's, you you got to live with that thing. You don't hear yourself talk all day. The sound of my uh, voice? It's the best thing that I have. <laughs> I, I just don't find, uh, unless we had like a guest on or like a, a segment sometimes. But I went and listened to our episode that we did behind patreon.com slash J0SHC the day after Brawl Out. I said that he will be back at Double or Nothing this year. It's true. So... Holy smokes, close. And you, Zoobs, uh, plain as day point out that it's like, there'll probably be up and down news through this, but eventually everybody's going to wise up and realize that there's just too much money on the line. Now, I think everybody was on board at that point, but I remember when John Moxley went on his wife Renee's podcast, which was a fantastic listen, I thought, that there were some people thinking, oh, there's no way now because Mox doesn't want to work with them. It's like... It, people say kayfabe is dead, and then it's like, no, this wrestler on his wife's filmed podcast <laughs> is telling, this is a shoot interview. Or like, it's got to be real. He's doing a shoot interview right Deleted to Meltzer, it's got to be real. It's like, wake up a little bit. Like You, you these guys, I was on the Chris Walder sportscast this week. Great appearance. Uh, oh, great podcast. Chris really asked some great questions, I thought. I, I really recommend everybody go check that out. But he just... Oh, wait, I forgot where I was going with that. Anyway, it laid barren that CM Punk was coming back at all points, no matter where the news was pointing. Them announcing Chicago is just an enormous chunk of joy to my life. Like, he's back in, in what would you say, Zoops? Three and a half weeks? Three and a half weeks, yeah. The, the 17th is uh, three weeks. It's like, what is that, 24 days away? Like, this is good for my life. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, this this is good for my life. My life is better uh, if this is the case. Uh, shout out to Tor Penderloin shouting out my Bull Nicano tea from Exploder Teas. Definitely check out Exploder underscore CC on Instagram. We are also in the middle of our own merch drop. I'll drop the link in the chat later. Thank you all for your support. Some some really nice sales on the on the shirts. Uh, check them out. I'll drop the link in there in a few. But I appreciate everybody doing this uh, so far. I gotta Love Bobby Burritos. That's right, Brick. Torque Penderloin is one of those um, like sneaky big shooting wild men for the business right well you'll be like you'll be going to send him something that's like you think it's like this is pretty obscure thing that's happening he's like oh yeah i've been i watched that live and you're like wow <laughs> all right dude he, he this this sounds so weird to say and uh, slack i hope you don't take this in a weird way but it's like i remember going through that just getting like devoured by feds you hadn't seen before <laughs> ecw fmw all japan all japan women's like 
and it's yeah he he is in the in the thick of it yeah he is eating the shit as they say uh, no question about that he's back asking the big question who is carrying collision in canada we don't know i no nobody knows i can't wait to find out though i'll tell you that i, I have a bit of concern on that because i think that's hurt i think that's hurt rampage um oh yeah big time people just want to know where to see it and saturday night on tsn it's a slot it's I can't I can't imagine it'll be the thing is right is they also have the UFC rights like the UFC pre-show UFC fight That's night. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be on TSN. Um, so we'll a see. UFC fight night is how many hours of blocked out uh, TSN for the main TSN. Five? People don't know that yeah. they think TSN one's the main TSN. It sort of is, but TSN four is actually the one that gets the most viewership and prioritization. So yeah, I, I don't want to speak. Too yeah, much it's insanity. Canadian media, but like the. Four is the main one yeah, because they can't do. I don't know why I'm saying that. It's only like I'm in Canadian media. I work in fucking advertising. Um, <laughs> it's like, well, it is. I think it's because it's objectively like, oh, come on, this could this could be better. It's, it's, it's insanity that they would number them one through four and then make four the priority. Um, it's because of the way regional networks work in Canada. But like, that doesn't mean you had to name them one through four, right? <laughs> like, sports then at least did the Ontario West, East Pacific. None of that really applies anymore. But four being Ontario and being your um, Main channel makes absolutely no sense. Um, anyway, little, little. I agree with my brother Shappy on the street. There's five TSNs. They got to find some dang room on there because Zoops, with this CM Punk return, and I will let everybody know there's a, there's we a will be doing a post show for that episode of Collision right here on Wrestling Brain. Uh, we will do a post show for that first Collision the days back on Dynamite. But that's event television. They they got to find a home for it, Zoops. Yeah, it, they do. Like a, I know I did a little mini rant there, but I think. There's got to be some room. I, you know, I know people say that they very easily watch TSN Direct. It's like it's that's it's that's one too many steps for a lot of people. Two steps is too many. You've learned that if you're trying to drive people traffic anywhere, two steps is is one too many steps for people. They have to be able to click on it and be there. Um, well, and for me, this might sound pathetic, Zoobs, but the TSN Direct is like 90 seconds to two minutes behind. There's illegal feeds that are ahead, yeah. and I'm one of these guys for the show. I'm tweeting about the show. As I'm watching it. So if, I, if I'm watching on something and it's 90 seconds behind, I'm having an unsatisfying experience where it's like, okay, I'm not. And I know this maybe sounds weird, but but I am a guy who I'm watching it all second screen for rest. Not all when I'm not but for dynamite every week. I am. I'm doing both. And so, yeah, I, I need that experience held uh, held sacred. Uh, long way to say I hope it's easy. I, listen, you like you said, you have access to it. I have access to it. If I really want to watch it, it's not a problem. I'm just thinking in general for like these things. I think Rampage is a good example of this. If these things yeah. like become self-fulfilling, right? The the show is harder to watch, so it becomes less important. And then mm-hmm. once it becomes less important, like it's really hard to regain that. Um, I think obviously losing CM Punk as part of the Rampage rotation had to do with that we'll see hopefully collision is a solve to that i'm optimistic about it um but yeah okay dance with me zoobs how are they gonna do it or how would you do it it's june 17th your new two-hour show aw collision is starting you are in toronto presumably out the gate people are going to be chanting cm punk cm punk how do you do it zoobs so I would do it. I would do it at double or nothing. Um, I would. Everything else is you're ready. To, let's go. Even if it's even if he shows up and he disappears again for three weeks, which is not that hard yeah, to do. Yeah, send traffic to double or nothing or to a, sorry to collision. A million ways to do it. Um, I would I would run back the MJF uh, answering machine thing, and I would have Tony Khan once again leaving mm-hmm. an answering machine message. 
um, to CM Punk and being like, this is it. We bent over backwards for you. Like we, we created a whole other show and, and now you like bring all of it into it. Right now you've, we have to take you off the upfronts at the last minute we had to do. You have all you've, you've, this is it. We're at the end of the rope. We can't offer you anything else. What do you want? Lights go out. We hear, um, <coughs> call to personality. Uh, it's a stare down. And then you find a way, you find a way to get him off to get, get him three weeks or, or he shows up and, and, and is cutting promos on, on dynamite once or twice. Not that hard, but I think you have to get him. I guess it has to be the, the collision. So I don't know, but that's one way. Do you, would you, I guess the question is back to you. Would you burn this at double or nothing? Or would you, would you wait the month and a half, the half a month and, and tease it out? Both. I would burn it at double or nothing, but make it clear at what he says that you're not going to see him again before collision. So it's, like you say, the voicemail like MJF, Tony negotiating back and forth, you're hard to deal with, hang up exchanges. Okay, you've got me. Those weasels don't want to work with me. Give me my other show. I'll see you at collision. Something to that extent. Yeah. Uh, but then becomes the question of like, who do you get this guy dosy doing with? Right. Because I think you got to get to the elite by the time September rolls around for All In, but that, that's still a month or two before you really want to get to that. We know that AEW likes the shorter burns. Uh, so it depends who's going to be on there, but even if it's just Punk going around with Andrade, Miro, Jay White, like the, the just wrestling, fine by me. Yes, and, and it is for me as well, but if you're if he's coming back in the way that he is probably coming back, which is... Um, we're thinking angry. We're thinking as a heel. Yes, hundred percent. Well, so I, I don't it think him just wrestling is what we're going for, right? I mean, I'll, I'll I got to be. You'll take. I want to be clear on this. Yeah. Okay. I think at Collision he won't be heel. Okay. I think at Collision he's setting up a forbidden door match, Kenta, maybe Tanahashi, but I think he's still face, but with. You know, Forbidden Door occupies sort of a weird space with that stuff. And I think against Kenta for the GTS, describing that in Chicago, he will be babyface. Um, but I think with the plan of being heel as within on the other side of Forbidden Door. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Oh, man. Just hugely exciting stuff. Good time to be a wrestling fan. Good time to be back. Uh, boy, changes if I want to be at Collision in Toronto. I'll tell you that. <laughs> If you didn't check your email today, by the way, and you are a ticket holder to Wrestling Brain Live 2, we have upgraded to the bigger room at Taco Taco's pre-sale was such a big success. We are now in the bigger room. So if you're one of the people who said how many tickets are available, I think we have about 10, 12 now. Yeah. So it's no longer a sale. We've got 10 or 12 more tickets. We've also moved it from Saturday, which was opposite collision, to Sunday. It's now a pre-show for Forbidden Door. It runs from 4 p.m. Eastern to 6 p.m. Eastern. Two hours, then we'll all walk the half hour to Scotiabank Arena together. This is the format that we did for Dynamite last time. It's an absolute riot. I think some people in the chat will absolutely be there. Will thing is a collision floor seat with my name on it. There you go. <laughs> they don't call him Big Will for nothing, do they, Zeus? No, they uh, they do call him that for a reason. An enormous uh, no... appendage that he has between his legs. Yes, hog. Yeah. Uh, cannot wait for Toronto. Cannot wait for Collision. We can't linger on this too much. We got to get on with Dynamite. But Zoobs, he was always coming back. It sounds like June seventeenth, he is back. Collision, baby. Let's kick into it. The horrible music of AEW Dynamite plays us in, 
And then the other theme to AEW Dynamite, Jane, Orange Cassidy's theme song, plays us in uh, as the Dynamite MVP walks out here for a match against one half of Aussie Open, Kyle Fletcher, who rushes them right out the gate, Zooms, taking advantage of the very Orange Cassidy selling. He's, he's a busted toy at this point, Zooms. He's barely on two legs. He's, he's hanging in there at best. Fletcher rushes them right out the gate with like a, I guess technically just a brain buster, but he jumps in. It's almost like a flying brain buster. He like jumps up, gets his feet down, then goes up and down. It's a really cool move for a really great immediate near fall. I complain a lot about matches that have too many kickouts. This is a cool way of doing it if you are going to do it instead. Just bull rush out the beginning. And I'm not talking about Roosh just beating the hell out of Jungle Boy for a while. This was like a moment at the beginning of the match. Although it did continue as Kyle Fletcher goes in for all sorts of pile drivers and neck offense on Orange Cassidy. I'll get to the second half in a minute, Zeus. But how did you like the pairing of these two guys? Uh, very interesting. I don't see a lot of uh, Aussie Open as I don't watch as much Japan as I think a lot of people sure. Probably in our chat. Um, very impressive with Kyle, Kyle Fletcher. Great physicality, as you as you properly point out. The Brain Buster and Pile Drivers both like really crisp, really nice, really a, a, a appealing uh, visually. I'm loving what they've done with Orange Cassidy. I, uh, like you said, he just sort of like really wearing the damage week in and week out, and like doing a really good job of being the like the workhorse champion who is um, being a champion is taking a toll on him. And I think it does actually represent, we talked about this a little bit last week, I think it does represent an interesting, like, philosophical crossroads almost for Orange Cassidy, the character, where it's, like, the guy whose whole thing is low effort, mm. not caring, is, like, pretty clearly your workhorse champ who, like, I hadn't really thought of that. That is to give up and, like, fights every week and takes on all comers. It's, like, a really interesting way that they've gotten into how the sort of the laissez-faire blase attitude has worked him into this situation where it's like he's he's almost the exact opposite of that because of that path that he went down. I think it's really interesting and really has been um, part of what's made this run so espresso and so fun. Um, I think it's a blast. I think he, OC continues to do this, man. The, we talked about the value, but holy, like it's going to mean something when he loses that belt. I hope he doesn't lose it in the Battle Royal now. I, I don't think he will. Um, I think he should. I'm interested to see because, like, it's it's just been regularly very entertaining television and, and a very big part of this show week in and week out for the entire spring and winter. We're already running long, so I don't want to like belabor this match. And we've already spoken about Orange Cassidy's greatness at length, but I do want to say again, I'm just lingering on this spot even. But this opening brain buster that has this great near fall, ten seconds into the match, this is all Orange Cassidy. We believe this not because of this match or the way Kyle Fletcher's been built or anything, but because Orange Cassidy has been letting us know week by week that he is de decreasing. They're chipping away at him. Because he's done that, near falls are becoming more momentous. It's like the Undertaker's streak in like a micro sense where every kick out, whoa, the, the streak's on the line here. It's not the exact same thing with Orange Cassidy, but you are able to build tension out of moments. Everything feels a little bit more believable, especially, frankly, with Kyle Fletcher, who is a singles performer. I don't know his finisher, so for all I know, it is that <laughs> jumping brain buster. So um, I got to say fantastic stuff, including I think you shouted it out there, but I want to call it again, the like face out with Chinoku driver. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, if I was feeling as bad as Orange Cassidy has been feeling and someone hit me with that. That'd be enough. I'd, 
know what? I don't got to do this for another week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm a guy who can say, you know, I, I say, hey, I got some fight and spear. But a man's got his limits. If I'm already, oh, I'm feeling like crap, and, and someone does that to me, okay, all right, you you win, pal. I'm, I'm heading home for the night. Hitting the showers. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to say it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, fantastic stuff. Orange Cassidy does pick up the the win by, and I love this commentary called it out too, that, oh, Kyle Fletcher went to the pile driver well too many times where Cassidy, the veteran, got savvy to it and managed to roll him up out of it, which is exactly what happened. A nice story to tell. Orange Cassidy is like a great visual at the end of the match, leaning against the ref, like his title draped on him. He's barely there. Again, I, I like the, I, this double thing you've got sort of planted now. I like where it's like, he, he's despondent, but in a completely different way here. He doesn't care about his title, but because he's given his all here, it's like a, an other end of the spectrum of uh, disaffectedness. Great stuff. Yeah. It's a long way to come for a guy who was like, his first big AEW thing was like, he's going to try. Was like, remember, the, remember yeah. the, the, the big chant and the big thing? It's like, man, he's every week now. He's trying his ass off. No doubt. Kyle Fletcher was bigger than I thought he was, too, which is, uh, you know, I always like that. I like, I was like, oh, good. Yeah, impressive. Um, we get a Tony Khan tweet right after this match in the show, letting us know that after that performance, he has no choice but to make Aussie Open all elite. And Zoops, I got to tell you, for me, wonderful news. Because you remember maybe, what was it, maybe two weeks on the go on the show, you said, Josh, t- who, who, what, who are even some tag teams in the AEW tag division? What, what did I get? One or two? Deep? I couldn't even think of a, a fourth fucking tag team. And here are some guys who, as I understand the other fellow's injured right now, but I don't know if, if anyone in the chat knows the timeline or anything for his recovery because these are guys, I'm not saying champs tomorrow, but tag team wrestling two guys together. Here's a name I'm happy to throw in there and pair him up with anybody because I've liked every match I've seen these guys in. Yeah, man. Gorillas of Destiny. Really excited to see them come in and, like like you said, um, you know, find a way uh, for them to lose to Jarrett and Lethal. should be... <laughs> I don't feel so good. I, I hope CM Punk, when he's back, he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was at DNA. You didn't let this guy back in, did you? Oh, hang on. Well, hold on a moment. I thought they were kidding. I would take the monkey's paw curled up, uh, CM Punk, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, extended feud, if that was what it took. <laughs> Career versus uh, title. <laughs> Finally, we get rid of just the most babyface thing Punk could do at this point. People thought I was a hothead. I was in full control. I'm not a hothead. This is Ricky Starks talking about his attack for the DQ finish on Jay White last week. He says he's tired of being attacked by Juice Robinson and Jay White. And so you know you know how tired he is of it, Zoops? How tired? He's entering the Battle Royale against Orange Cassidy. Damn. That's a tired guy. I, 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 could, I, I couldn't make heads or tails of this. What the f- What? It's a, it's a, he's moving on to a totally new thing. He's not, the the, the uh, Battle Royale has nothing to do with those two guys. Right. So he's distancing himself i felt like a, a, a weird way to like show it i don't know maybe a dq is enough but for me like my my fired up baby face like you know what i smash him over the head with a chair that's done with now i'm going over here it's like i get but you know what whatever but not for long 
as Juice Robinson and Jay White attack him. Zoobs, I know I like Jay White more than most of our viewers and most of the Brainiacs in the chat. But God bless him. I thought he stands out here. He's got fun offense in these backyard backstage brawls. Jay White then joins him, and they do a two-man beat down on Ricky Starks. Ricky may be done with them, but they're not done with Ricky. Um, yeah, a couple things. Uh, amazing sunglasses from Ricky Starks. I can't seem to find them anywhere on Twitter, but that's okay. Um, and I think we talked about it a couple True. weeks ago. I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm falling into the Juice Robinson thing. I'm, I, I think I'm a, a great job uh, promo that, speaking of Torque Penderline, uh, pointed out on Twitter the, the last week, his going into New Japan Resurgence promo I thought was oh, really yeah. good. And um, have seen a couple of those, like, pretty outstanding um, Juice Robinson promos that he really sort of is able to sink his teeth in for two minutes. Um, I think maybe I think maybe I was underrated. Like, I think the henchman who, like, talks shit while he's doing the beatdowns works i think this is i think i'm gonna i'm I'm on board for this um i hate that they're still called bullet club but i'm on board for this the little bullet club gold run through the through the, the ricky starks right now i think i'm i think i'm back on board nice and excited for it really happy to hear that also holy smokes i have to go back to the last match i, I didn't catch this great shout shop top taz loki accidentally foreshadowing sabu when he talked about uh, breaking his neck on pile drivers with the Orange Cassidy Kyle Fletcher match. Of course, t- uh, Taz doing that to Sabu. That's crazy. And then our Streamlabs picking up Low Key Big Hog, which is a, I'll tell you this, it's a merch match reference that I I don't even remember. Is that Tony Schiavone? Is that Schiavone? I, Schiavone? I actually don't think it is. I think it predates Bishop. Tony Schiavone, if I'm not mistaken. Someone, oh god! Someone I can't remember, remember the low-key big hog. I feel like that. I feel like that's gotta be Shivani. If it's, it does feel it's a like Joe, a Shivani cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shivani cool, man. The stink of Shivani, doesn't it? Uh, Shivani cool. <laughs> I gotta tell oh, you, Maddie Mac shouting out Bullet Club Matt Menard. I might be into that. Oh, he's he's calling Juice Robinson Bullet Club Matt Menard. Not saying. Oh, yeah, he is. I suppose. Yeah, the the shouty wide eyes guy. That's true. Um, I didn't want to, yeah, somebody else look up low-key big hog. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, ruin your suggestions forever. Yeah, I don't need that watch list. Oh, man, Zeus, why, why are they doing this? Why, why are they why, why are they saying, hey, Jack, Jungle, we got the thing for you on the go-home show tonight, my bro. You know what? You've been, you've been killing it lately. Let's get you a pre-tape video segment. What do you, what do you say? You can talk all about driving to Vegas, which is, which is where we are. You can talk all about it. As we get Jack Perry saying he drove to Vegas. He used to drive down here. Last year, he drove down here with Christian Cage. But now he isn't. But one thing is the same. The feeling he gets when he's in that damn ring zooms. I get that. When he's in the ring. I get that. Um, they worked hard to be here. This is your title scene. Fighting. And you have to get this on the show. But holy, are we ever spinning the wheels on the on the. They really paced this poorly. Really paced this poorly. There, uh, there was a good promo somewhere in this feud over the last two months. It should have come at the end. Um, we've done this. We've done this exact Jungle Boy promo. We've done this exact Sammy Guevara promo. We've done this exact Darby Allen promo before. This, if it, I was booking it, if I had the if I had the call sheet tonight, it would have been just MJF in the ring selling it by himself. We did, we didn't need the. I don't know, four or five combined segments. I understand the business of it is you're trying to get a last-minute push uh, for your Sunday event, but I 
it, they've really cooled this whole thing off. It is, it is, uh, it's going to be great. Listen, again, it's going to be a very good match, and, and maybe we're picking Nit, but I thought this was, um, yeah, I think Stake of Buns nails it. Sort of, it feels really forced when, when you when everything is exposed this much. Like, less would have been more, I think, for this feud. Would have been, like, it's the four pillars. Yeah. Um, they're fighting, to, to and you could have had, you could have skimmed away about, 40% of this feud and, and had a really, I think, solid build. And instead, I think maybe we started it two weeks too early. Maybe we started it three weeks too early. And we were just like, this was a big wheel spin for me throughout the entire episode. Totally agree, Zoobs. The, the, the only two things I'll say is in better hands, it wouldn't feel this way. You know, probably they, they probably had less promo segments than, than Punk and MJF had. We never were saying too many these guys aren't good enough yeah like that that's the problem here this is the world title picture and you got two and a half guys who aren't world title picture caliber and it's been exposing i think i don't think we're uh being too hard on this at all or nitpicky i i think this is under delivered and been borderline exposing for jungle jack and sammy Guevara. they don't feel like pillars to me they, they feel like coolers poo <laughs> uh i'm right there with you so yeah and and Secondly, I think even if you could have just changed some of the order of this stuff, you might have been better. Because I might have the exact numbers wrong here, Zoobs, and correct me or in the chat knows, remind me. But I feel like two of the first four weeks of this feud were like all four guys in the ring mm -hmm. promos. That should be the go home. That should have been the visual tonight is totally. this big man-to-man uh, you, you had all this physicality it, it was too long in every way every pairing of these guys were exposed darby has risen to the occasion to some he has risen to the occasion darby is good enough but i don't know if this was darby versus mjf solo if this would feel as good as mjf mox or mjf brian or or brian or sorry rather or uh, mox kenny or or any of these you think of the world title programs that we've had for the AW World Championship, they're very strong. And I think MJF versus any of these guys would be among its least compelling. Now, I agree that the match is going to deliver, but you know where I stand on this. The matches are always going to deliver. And the world title program is where I want to care about who it's changing on. Anyway. Uh, I do more than most think there's a chance MJF doesn't walk out as champion, though. Were you really... Yeah, I don't think there's a great chance. Say, but I and our keeper to kick it today on our Twitter account at wrestling underscore brain, I asked people if they thought it was a hundred percent lock that MJF was winning. I'm not there. I, I don't think it's a hundred percent lock. I think he's most likely for sure. But they've planted enough seeds. The jungle boy visual with the belt tonight, dripping in signs that he's turning heel, the Darby Ascension, and that there's like a dynamic between the four of them. The three of them might team up against MJF. I think an MJF face turn is on the table. So I don't know, in those ways. It's anticipating, and yeah, Ashton Kutcher saying he thinks it's 100% lock. You're definitely not alone on that one. Uh, anyway, uh, a take a hit from Fruits Are Edible, a sip for the working man from Doug Crap. Thank you to both. I'm going to do those two in succession. I put, uh, normally, Zeus, this is just water in here, mm -hmm. but tonight I did a bit of a delicacy. It's water uh -huh. with slices of lemon Wow. and half a thing of crystal light pineapple. Okay. Are you a pineapple flavor guy? I'm not really a flavored water guy. Yeah, I know this of you. I guess silly question. Do we, I don't normally yeah. go that route. Water, but, water uh, tastes good, you know. Especially when it's cold and it's hot outside. Come on now. This is room temperature. I love it. I love it cold. I love it room temperature. Doesn't matter to me. But I'm enjoying this. It sounds great. It does. Sound All right. Great. The, the slices of lemon. I mean, that's 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 good shit. 
to me. Zoops, if you don't mind, we're going to get to our first of three keep it or kick it's tonight. Is that okay with you? That is very okay with me. Maybe while you find the music, I'll explain the rules. It's where I'm going to give a prompt from my wrestling brain and you, the brainiacs in the chat, and then you, the Zoops, are going to go over to your emotes bar and select either the keep emote or the kick emote. The keep emote, of course, meaning that you like the prompt, you love the prompt, you want some more of the prompt, the kick emote, meaning the exact opposite. They hate the prompt, despise the prompt, and never want to see the prompt again. Zoops, if you understand the rules of keep it or kick it. I do. Then let's do this prompt. Zoops, this statement of the four pillars, Jungle Boy is the worst. Keep it or kick it. 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 Keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it, keep it, keep it, kick it. Zoobs. I think I think old Sammy G might be the I think is, is pretty clear your uh, receiver of some of these kicks, but but undefeatable that guy. Holy smokes! I thought I didn't think this would go here. Well, there's if people keep it up at the at the end here with some keeps are trickling in. There's some trickle. There'll be a trickle. Let me know, Zoobs. What are the people saying? It starts off with a lot of kicks. I'm not gonna lie to you. Steak a bun. Cadenza, torque penderloin, Sam Fells, Dennis, dirty work, Irish Mac, twenty. Three, I lost my place. Twenty-one, pardon me. No clue what this is. Dark Lord, DKL, Ashton Kutcher, Corvax twelve sixty-six, JS six hundred four, Maddie Mac kicking, and then keeps five keeps from OC and best friends. Sever one, VZ Thunderous G, and Area Thrasher. Okay, so maybe like ninety ten or 85, 15, yeah. but there was a Jungle Boy hater crew in there. So he, I, I, I might legitimately keep this. I think he might have somehow dropped. I'm never going to get into Sammy Guevara yeah. ever, but at least in Car Crash Multimans, I'm like, yeah. Jungle Boy is like, yeah, I guess in singles technician matches, I'm into it, but this feud has done neither of them. Sammy has benefited more from this feud, and I think Jungle Boy has been more hurt in my mind. I might still prefer Jungle Boy if forced to pick. I might be with the majority there, but I do feel like Sammy has made some sort of movement forward, and Jungle Boy has been dink mode um sammy's been done no favors by the way this is all played out um no doubt he gets the weird like story that goes nowhere over the course of three weeks that reverses course and leads him back to the beginning right where it's like i'm never gonna turn i am gonna turn i'm not gonna turn i am yeah. gonna turn. like it's just like and none of it had, had any, got really any sort of um reaction really right yeah, like, that's so true he, he didn't get done any favors but i've always said like I think my issue with Sammy is almost unsolvable, right? Because it's a it's a lack of authenticity that I think is what bugs us with him. Agreed. I sort of had that breakthrough a couple months ago where I was like, I don't think there is an authentic Sammy Guevara. I think that's the problem, right? That this guy is, he's either on the vlog crew or he's on 
uh, Instagram or he he's anime. Like, he's brash, Brazilian yeah. with a flashy girlfriend. I'm Ric it's, Flair. It's on, I think it's probably on all the time, and that there isn't. Yeah, because like even when he tries to do this connection stuff, whatever the fuck, um, it it doesn't seem to land authentically. And I don't think it does for Jungle Boy either. I really didn't like the story tonight. Really didn't think it did any favors. I didn't think that Darby was particularly good tonight either. I didn't think any of it was really. All that good, but yeah, I, I could, I could probably get to, I could probably get to Jungle Boy being the worst one. He, he's if if WWE came calling, or like there was a bidding war, he is the he's one guy that I would like not be getting into a bidding war for. Yes, let me frame it this way to you, Zoops, and I know this isn't the exact question, so this can be a different answer. But if you were starting Wrestling Brain Pro Wrestling, uh, and you could poach one of these guys. Who would you take, Sammy or Jungle Boy? I think I might take Sammy. I don't know. I think I would take. I think if I could only have one to start my company, I'd probably take. And he has to be your main talent for is, the record. It, like, here's the thing: does he, does he have to be Jungle Boy? Yeah, that is the big question, isn't it? I was thinking yes, but but maybe not. I guess because like, man, and maybe I'm being crass, and maybe I'm maybe I'm putting this in a place, and it's obviously up to him to decide to want to do this. But man, is there to me there is a character there in hey I'm Luke Perry's fucking son, I've been rich my whole yeah. life, this is, I, I I have had a ton of shortcuts actually I'm a, I'm rich I've always been rich I'll never worry about money I could quit wrestling today I don't care, uh, I and do yet I've experienced more loss than all of you and yet right there is something there um, and I get totally it. I get it it's tender and you have to be ready to deal with it when you do decide to go into it but I do believe that like. If you ever want us to really get behind this guy, Jack Perry, that is what I would do. I would I would yeah. lean into everything that makes him who he actually is. Um, you know, the idea of Jungle Boy, being called Jungle Boy, having the, any allusions to this is like, to me, it's very like learning to become a pro wrestler, right? Where it's sort of that, like, there's safety and like having a, a, mm-hmm. a, a gimmick that feels, I don't want to say this... I don't want to say this in a negative way, but it feels very like finding my way through the indies where it's like it's a you have the fun theme music and you have the sort of silly gimmick origin. And then he, and then he turns it on. It's very PWG, right, where it's like and then he totally. t- the ring the smash starts and he turns it on. What we have seen connect over and over again in AEW is authenticity. Um, and it's, it's so true. It's complex and it's going to. It's going to be digging into a part of himself that he may or may not want to get into. But that's if you wanted if you wanted me to rehab it and be like, how do we make him a star? That would be the first thing I'd be doing. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I I would consider in this like if I'm AEW, Roosh and him now have like this almost like I feel like they're connected a little bit after last week. I'd have them go again, but in a hair versus hair match, and have Jungle Boy lose, and have Jungle Boy join the ingovernables and then he could be a little flashier he can be bald jack perry and with these ritzy mexican coolsters uh he could wrestle with them and uh that'd be something i'd be considering getting rid of the hair making him talk less and he can just act flashy very japanese you know how like like he'd be like a bullet club member i suppose ostensibly but in not bullet club yeah, Hollywood Jack Perry, as Maddie Max said. Maybe you know, maybe I wouldn't call it that exact thing, but I would lean into that in, for both the heel and the face um, places you could take it. Like MJF is this 
it's like MJF, you don't know anything about being a spoiled rich kid. I'm a spoiled rich kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a Hollywood rich kid. Do you understand? Born in this. Do you understand what that means? Like, it, it puts Long Island rich kid to absolute shambles. I don't mind Hollywood Jack Perry, Matty Mac. I, I think, anyway, anything that steers into that, like Zoob said. We get to hear the second best theme in AEW as FTR is out. Cash tells us, or tells us, or tells Jeff Jarrett directly, I suppose. It would be easy to call you Carney trash, but you've outsmarted us at every turn. We knew what was coming, but you've caught us with it every single time. Is this cool to admit, Zoobs? Is this a good high jeez, road? Jeez, fellas. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> it's like you, I'm stupider snuck than... up behind you and wailed you with a yeah. guitar. You're not fighting fucking Einstein. I'm stupider than Jeff Jarrett. It's not the uh, <laughs> basis for a promo that I would go with, but go on. You broke a thousand guitars, but you can't stay relevant, says Dax. I actually like Dax's promo here a lot more than some of them later. Jeff, make a call to the queen of the mountain for some job security. Not your bitch wife, Karen. Nope. Dixie Carter. Okay. This doesn't make any sense, but I still like it. I, am I just an idiot? Everyone was praising this. It doesn't make any sense. Does it call Dixie Carter for job security? Uh, I know Queen of the Mountain is a King of the Mountain TNA joke. But how, how's Dixie Carter going to give you job security? I, I, I thought this made no sense, but I did like it. I still was like, ah, Dixie Carter on AEW television. That's wild. Yeah, it's got all the, like, cliff notes of, like, you read it and you're like, damn, look at this promo. And then you, you watched it and you're like, <laughs> all right, it's sort of weird and silly, but yeah, okay. Does it make sense? I thought, hey, this doesn't make any sense. It's funny what a different... Um, you get the like ooh shots fired reaction. It's just like saying saying TNA and Dixie Carter is such a different kind of like shots fired Toxic. reaction. <laughs> you're just like you're like ugh. <laughs> Don't remind or, me. Honest to God, they should sign EC3 and have him managed by Dixie Carter and Vince Russo. <laughs> can, can you imagine? Stop that. I do not actually want this. Folks. Stop that. Do not actually want this. You're too powerful. You're you need right. to keep Vince Russo. I tried to listen to Vince Russo for an episode of Shootopia behind the paywall. I don't think you'll ever get it. I got 45 minutes in. I'm like, maybe the $100 tier. <laughs> I, I'm not going to put myself through this. And I'm not listening to the world's greatest orators. I get to listen to the Zooms on Wednesdays, like honey in the ears. And then I got to go there. I got to listen to Vince Russo, bro. I love that. Here's the swerve. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I love that you, 45 minutes in, you said. I tried. He, here's, Almost a full hour, so and you're time. like, I can't do this. It's like, man, that's already so much time. I kind here, – here's Vince Russo in a nutshell in a shoot interview. He says one thing, and then it, – and it's short. It's like one sentence. And then everything he says after it counteracts his opening thesis. So, for example, Zoops, if you could, if you don't, well, you don't mind teeing me up here, do you, Zoops? No. What do you What do you need? Can you ask me? Did you create the Rock and Stone Cold? Vince Russo, uh, did you create the Rock and Stone Cold? Bro, come on! Those guys are—they're once in a lifetime athletes, bro. You can't just—you can't just create these guys. These guys—they created themselves, bro. I will say though, bro, there was—I remember this one time, Rocky. He's He's floundering in the lower mid card, bro. He's not getting anywhere, bro. He's and he comes backstage. He goes, Vince, I need something, bro. I need something. I go, Rocky, you're always saying backstage, you're saying, hey, the third person, bro. Do that out there. Go, bro. Go do the third person thing. Put put your eyebrow up. You're the rock, bro. 
So he, he'll say, he says, he, no, I, those guys. And then, yeah. <laughs> a painful listen. They're pretty good rinse through, so I assume. I had never heard. I'll never be doing it or hear again. It's as close as I'm going to get is hearing you try to do it. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. Dax finishes his promo. He's not interrupted. He finishes his promo, but then Mark Briscoe comes out. And wow, huge ovation for Mark Briscoe. Vegas comes alive to see Mark, who is still carrying this real overness. Uh, really, I know people will pin that on the the very unfortunate death of his brother, Jay. But you got to think the Briscoes were having like an all-time run yes. going into that too, right? So there's there's a lot of momentum in this guy. Uh, he slaps Dax. Doesn't like what's going on. Doesn't like him talking all this stuff. Dax tries to plead with him. Mark, we went to hell with you. Let me go to hell for you. Shake my hand, Mark. Shake my hand. Then Mark hits Dax again. Cash breaks them up. Mark's storming off. And then out comes Jared and crew. Mark slaps all of them, too. And uh, on his way out, Lethal goes for a hug. Mark declines it. Says, you're my boy, but I'm tired of this bullshit. You me, me, too. You and me both, brother. Yeah, holy. <laughs> I actually thought everybody's performances were good. I just, this feud doesn't move me. Like, come Sunday, and I should mention, we will be doing a post-show on Sunday. These Zoobs and I, the moment Double or Nothing ends, come right on back here. You can hear the man of 100 likes and myself reviewing Double or Nothing. But uh, it sucks. An FTR tag match should mean something to me. And this is, uh, you know, not, not an actual smoke break for me, but you know how people say that about matches? Like, this is one of the most skippable things on the card for my interest. And that sucks for an FTR tag match. Tag division is back, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... it's, it's y- y- Hopefully not that long. I don't, you know, they have had some reasonably entertaining uh, near fall things with the Jarrett Lethal tag team in the recent history, where it was like, eh, it over delivered a little bit. Um, I hope that can continue here, but it's going to be a tall task. Yeah, even Satnam Singh might not be able to reach it. It's so tall. <laughs> Renee's backstage with Sammy Guevara. Ah, I tricked you, MJF. You can't buy me. You could shove all your offers up your ass. I'm not laying down. And then he talks about how, you know, he worked very hard. Uh, people offered him promotions, but he said, no, I have to go chase my dreams. Holy. This is, this is, the, this is the quintessential, like, why I can't get on board with Sammy Guevara because it's not authentic thing. Very dull. He says, I had old bosses try to pay me out of chasing my dreams. My old bosses offered me promotions so I wouldn't chase my dreams. What do you, what do you, you know what I said to those old bosses? I said they could stop. Like, what are you talking about, man? Makes at least, at least give us a fake detail. Like, make up a manager that you used to work under with a name and tell us just unbelievable. Exactly. Like, what how do you engage with MJF about? this much and see Punk on the television and Eddie and not realize to make it personal? He, here he is. The story doesn't even make a lick of sense. It makes the no bad sense. guy. Hey, Zoobs, I'll give you a promotion. But only if you stop chasing your dreams. Something yeah. bosses famously do is, like, offer promotions. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, with this caveat. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Do you know Ready how... back pointing out, bosses love to pay you of more. Of course. Yeah, bosses. Famous boss behavior. Promotions. And, like, 
he's this guy's how old? Like what? Twenty six, twenty seven years old? Yeah, something like that. How, and you've been wrestling for long enough that you're on national. Like you, <laughs> you didn't have the job that you're talking about. Unbelievable. Irish Mac saying uh, Subway was throwing up bonus money to get him to so- stop wrestling. He's thirty. Whoa. There you go. So again, very lucrative job he had at twenty two. He was like, sure thing, man. Sure thing. Yeah, I thought this stunk. Stinks out loud. It's garbage. We get the House of Black full entrance. This was cool, I thought. They've shifted the lights. It's no longer... I liked the lights when it was just, like, lights out. Like, New Japan crowd dimmed focus on the ring. This this week still... I saw some people complain about it. Some people like it. What did you think, Zooms? This sort of, I don't know, like, psychedelic, wavy lights? I'm not doing a good job describing it. I don't know if you can do any better. It was like a lattice pattern over the crowd. Um, I liked it better this week than I did last week. Um, so the, the improvement they made was for the people that were like me, I suppose. Um, so don't like that the Titantron is like, I don't even know, f- stars it, falling. Yeah. I, I don't even know what it is, but um, that's Titantron, the video board. Um, I know what you meant, yeah. Uh, yeah, but man, this fucking ripped. Um, I loved this match. I really did. Uh, man, it, I know that we've been harsh on the trios division, and it's still not my favorite thing. But like, if you're going to do a trios division, House of Black should be your champions. These guys are perfectly suited for this. I think it with this rule set thing and so their own good. lighting. I had the exact same thought. This feels like the first real run with these belts to me. For sure, I agree. They were uh, a prop in the best of seven series. Then they were something for the elite to win. Uh, I, I love this. I think the House of Black are on a great run right now. I like everything involved in it. Uh, Malachi's striking in these matches, the, the spinning back sure. elbow he does early on, so crisp and so sick. Um, I think it in this current run that they're in, I think it's really accentuated the positives and the strengths of both Malachi and Brody. I think it's perfect. So like, you don't get overexposure to either of them. So like Malachi gets to come in and his striking looks really crisp and really hard hitting, and then he. Then he's out for a little bit, and then you see Brody come in, and he's just so he looks so powerful and so strong and so big, and you're like, God damn, this is a fucking ripping trio. And then you have your sort of the little agent of destruction, uh, Buddy, their friend Buddy, uh, sort of I'd... running around in the dark, throwing himself at people. I thought uh, the dealer's choice rocks. I loved this week's one. I loved one guy in, one guy out. I thought that was fucking awesome. You know, it's very clear to me, Zoobs, and it makes me think Malachi Black might actually be more broken down than, you know, not than we thought, because I think everybody is aware somewhat that he's a little broken down. But a lot of these matches, for me, the shine is Brody King. He's getting the finish in a ton of them. He gets to look like unstoppable Goliath. All their opponents know that he's going to barely sell for them, come back with that basement lariat on everything, and you're going to go down on it. I love everything about how they're building Brody King. Uh, I thought this match was fantastic. Of course, AR Fox Tuck Plancha remains just like such a crazy inversion on something you're so used to seeing that it's just reliably interesting. Um, I, I thought it was cool. Buddy did uh, what? What's he did? Uh, his girlfriend's move, the lift um, Cloverleaf. I thought that was cool. Rhea Ripley's sub. And yeah, I was very into this match. Like you, uh, like Dennis Dirtywork points out in the chat, the variable dealer's house rule, the the house rule where the opponents pick a rule. Everything about this run, I think it should go for a long time. There's lots of ways to keep it interesting. Uh, I wouldn't mind it being, you know, eh, got to be careful what you wish for, I guess. There are more interesting trios for the House of Black to be facing off with than just like Blake Christian and I, I like Metalik and AR Fox, but this roster is so dense. 
and I know this is just an episode of TV and it is what it is, but imagine what could we be doing with like one week's build to people you've heard of in a trio. Like yeah. We get a lot of really special stuff. Yeah, for sure. But um, for a one-off challenge out of nowhere, I thought this over-delivered and was um, probably an in-ring high point of the show. Yeah, I, I think I agree. MJF's out. He throws a drink in Tony Schiavone's face on the way out. And I thought, you know what? Tony probably deserves that. Yeah. Shivani cool? Absolutely. <laughs> maybe, welcome. maybe he has an embarrassment kink. You gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah, that's also, you know what? That's a great point. He made, made a bit of a request. And he call, He says, hello, Virgin Vegas. And he tells us how tired he is of the other three pillars. Not the direction I would have taken here. Because I felt like he was uh, sort of on the nose about it. He's like, I'm ready to get move on from these guys, get my hands on him. I did love his line about Jack Perry here, though, where he said, Jack Perry should be thrown into an echo chamber and forced to speak so that he could bore himself to death. <laughs> the killer line. Ice cold. Killer line. But then he says, I know how important this is. And he switches into babyface mode here for a second, pointing to his belt. And he says... We're not a part of AEW, these four pillars. We are AEW. We had never been on national TV like these other people who got all the attention out the gate, which is true. Mm -hmm. We are AEW. Uh, but then he shifts back. I'm sick of the lack of competition. Name someone. None of them are on the level of the devil. Another great line. But then... It's Darby Allen Zoobs. He's out. And I had a moment where I said, is he the same height as MJF? Yeah, he had the stilts on as MJF. Big, big, big shoes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Darby's out. Darby out to a big reaction, we got to say. People were very hyped to see Darby. I was excited to see him, too. Uh, and he says, back in 2014, I got told to play it safe. And you know where that got me? Cleaning toilets. This is real zooms. This is authentic. I believe Darby Allen was cleaning toilets at, at uh, places. That, that makes sense to me. Man, this American education system, every teacher is just like, turn it down. Not even, <laughs> relax. Let's, let's pump the brakes here. That's all anybody says to any of these kids. That's all they want. Uh, however, we've been calling for somebody, Zoobs, to take a hold of AEW. We love AEW. Who is the other person who loves AEW? Darby Allen is here staking his claim in that tonight. I'll fight for AEW. This is the company that let me do this and will let us do this. And I'm going to give my all on Sunday. I actually thought this was pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. I also thought, did he on purpose have the Surfer Sting haircut? Was that like an homage to Surfer Sting? You caught that before I did. That's for sure. It's very similar and cool. And he did the death drop in the match the other way. It's like, oh, I'm going to become young Sting and then retire him at... Uh, Webley, that's pretty cool. And then we get the the very classic sort of fighting off angle. Sammy and Jack are out too. Sammy, or MJF tries to run out. This part made no sense at all. MJF goes for a belt shot on Jungle. So MJF's trying to run away. Yes. Goes for a belt shot on Jungle Boy. Yes. Which Jungle Boy ducks. Yes. And so if you're trying to get away. Keep going. You got it. You, you did it. You, you just... You, what it, nope, he spins around and runs into Bounces off the ropes at the top of the ramp. <laughs> it was the most wrestling thing I'd ever seen in my damn life. 
Unbelievable. I, I thought poor, poor MJF. He's been in, even the lack of matches this guy's working, he's hungry to be in the ring. He thinks he's there right now. He thinks he thinks he got whipped into these ropes. <laughs> yeah. uh, right there with you. Hilarious. But I thought that was fantastic stuff. Uh, and then Jungle Boy grabs the belt. You get the visual of Jungle Boy with the belt, which I don't know if you think that means anything, Zoobs. Uh, but, but yeah, big big moment here at the end of their segment. Yeah, I mean, you have to have the, like, MJF has no way out moments, and I get that that's in service of this. Just feel like this whole night could have been a little kinder to this feud. I don't know that this this built anything for me. It's sort of... We've already, we've already done all this, right? We already did the he realizes outnumbered. We already did the sneak attack on the ramp. We already did the promos uh, that are pre-recorded. And we did everybody in the ring. Like, it's sort of not a lot of new ground on this feud um, or extra heat heading into the pay-per-view. I largely agree. But I did think MJF's sort of babyface stuff in the middle was uh, was strong and, and helped turn this up a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. Taya Valkyrie is out for her match against Lady Frost, a warm-up match here for her you know, huge match, really, against Jade Cardgill this Sunday at Double or Nothing. I think maybe the most believable Jade Cardgill might lose moment in some time. Here with Lady Frost in a match that I wrote down slow but snug. Like, some of the moves look good, but they took a while getting there. It served its purpose of getting Taya over as a threat to Jade in a match on the way. Wow, a, a warm up with Lady Frost. She can be Lady, <laughs> Lady Dew after after that. Lady Warm. Yeah, Lady uh, Lady Dew. <laughs> Morning Dew. Lady Thawed. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I I thought this sort of just stayed in one speed. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Uh, we've seen a lot of better women's wrestling on the show lately, and this sort of reminded me more of the past so hoping her and jade have something a little more compelling come sunday yeah it feels a little a little slow i think tie back is a little bit of a slow works a little slow and you know it's a slow power game um i don't know that it meshed all that well with lady frost um but yeah nothing no major points on this this was as you said a a tune-up match for somebody who is posing a credible threat to um the almost forgotten about at this point jade uh run I agree with Maddie Mack here that Ty just needs to be a hoss. Sam Fell's saying, I think Jade wins and Chris comes out and confronts her. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me, too. Cool. That's a cool idea. And now, Zoops, let's get to our final keep it or kick it of the evening. This statement. Jade Cargill is losing at double or nothing. Keep it or kick it. Keep it or kick it. Some evenness here. It starts out. I thought it'd be more split. Starts out very kicky. 
Uh, Sam Phil's Torque Penderloin, JS604, The Manny Mac, I Am A Heaven by Burritos, kicking it, and then three straight keeps from VZ, Dennis Dirty Work, OC, and Best Friends. People ready for that Jamie uh, feud moving next. Yeah, I guess so, eh? That's got to be uh, most of the thinking there. Doesn't seem like a lot of the work has been done on the Taya Valkyrie, other than sort of the assumption and the knowledge that she's um, a credible threat. It doesn't feel like the work has really been done there to have this be an upset and end of the run. I'll go even a little further and say, I think this feud's just been underserved. Like, this should, you know, six of the one in 60 and one is a number that feels spiritually like she could do it. Pay-per-view match, Jade hasn't been wrestling on TV as much. This this could have been built better for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I do feel a fatigue around Jade's uh, reign. I don't personally feel it a ton, but I feel it rising. Like the tides, the tide's coming. Well, it just hasn't been featured. It really hasn't been a feature. When when she when the baddies sort of blew up in her face, felt like there was sort of a momentum there that was yeah. turning a corner, and I feel like a lot of that, some of that's been lost. That's true. This is where Tony Khan uh, is trying to keep his spirit inside his body and speak at the same time. <laughs> God is summoning him in heaven. He's like, not yet! Uh, and this is where he announces that Collision is debuting in Chicago, which we covered, of course, at the top of the episode. Yes. Hanger is backstage with Renee, and he had a realization, Zoobs. Him and Kenny were never best friends. I never thought they were. But they were family. That's why he's fine getting back with Kenny and the Elite, because you're always there for your family in their darkest hour. This Sunday, Blackpool Combat Club, you pay in blood. Thought this was great. Concise, in and out. He looks cool in the eye patch. Threatening the BCC with blood is a, a good look. Yeah, and sort of the only guy that they could add to the elite that actually gives them a shine of, like, they can maybe hang and, like, a guy that's willing to go. He's he's done the homework in, like, being willing to yes. go to those places with Mox, um, as has Kenny. So they sort of have those, like, you have the bucks, but you also have these two leaders for, to sort of be there and be like, we've gone to war with, with this guy. We know how extreme this can get. We, we can get there too. Yeah, Matty Mac pointing out, it's just cool. Hangman hey, hey feels like the leader of the elite now. That's fucking, that's pretty sick. It does a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Chris Jericho and Adam Cole are out. Chris Jericho backed with the, the JAS. Cole's out there with Roderick Strong. They're out here for an unsanctioned contract signing. And Zoom's actually like this framing because contract signings are generally so boring and lame in wrestling. But here it's like, okay, no, no, no. You guys have to sign that we're not responsible for you. You guys want to go get this all out of your system? You go right ahead, but we're not responsible. We need you both to sign away like your individual liability. I think that's actually more compelling. But the numbers are against Cole. Jericho brings this up. And Zoobs, I'm coming off the high of the punk news, right? Yes. I'm, 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 coming, whoa, I'm coming down from Earth. Settling back in. And one of the greatest themes in the history of pro wrestling, it's the speakers. I was sort of half expecting maybe Kyle O'Reilly here. Uh, what he was like, all right, we'll even the odds and they all look. But instead, homicidal, suicidal, genocidal. One of the 10 best pro wrestling theme songs of all time hits the speakers as the one and only Sabu hits the ramp. And is here as the backup for Adam Cole. Okay, you, 
At, at this point, Tony, Tony's watching the show. He's saying, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, Josh? You don't like Adam Cole, baby? You don't, you don't like Adam Cole? Oh, yeah? But what if, what if he gets Sabu to team with him in an unsanctioned match? And, and for me, my, my only fear with all this, Zoobs, is this is probably likely to devolve into more of a six-man in some ways than a singles match. And we have An- Arcade, or not Arcade Anarchy, sorry, Anarchy in the Arena, the same card, and it's like, I don't know. Yeah, and no, I had the same feeling when they were starting the thing. I was like, man, they're going to do unsanctioned, and you're doing Anarchy in the Arena, and you're doing... It just I was like, man, that seems sort of messy, and you're going to have a lot of multi-man moving parts throughout this course of this night, right? Because the main event is a four-way yeah. as well. You're, like, a lot right. Of, um, in, in, a, in a night where they're already sort of in a tough spot with you have, like, Secession is ending the same night. I know it's not always the same audience, but there's stuff going on this Sunday. It's not a... Barry also and Yellow Jackets. Yeah. It's a big TV night. So... Um, that does something to their ratings. There was somebody in the Wrestling Brain Mentions today saying that it's like, I'm going to watch those two finales. So I'll watch Double or Nothing on Monday. Yeah. And I, w- I wouldn't blame anybody if you were crazy about those shows um, for doing that. I would. Yeah. Well, only one of them's a live event. Yeah, I'm with you. But people watch the session like it's a live event now, right? People are being that's online true. and getting the screen caps yeah, is uh, important or whatever. I have no idea. I've never seen it. Um, but uh, Sabu was here. But Sabu was here. Sorry, I got sidetracked with succession. But of all the people on the planet that you thought he was bringing out, how many guesses would you have needed before you got to fucking Sabu? I would have never. I wouldn't have thought Sabu would allow himself to be anywhere near Adam Cole, baby. I couldn't. I, I, I can't. Have, I can't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Talk about a Bobby shocking Burritos moment. pointed this out in my Discord, which of course you can join at Patreon.com/slash/J0SHC, five dollars a month. Bobby pointed this out. He asked us months ago. Do you think we could ever see Sabu? I think they were going to Philly. And it's like, oh, what extreme people were there? And it's like, do you ever think that we could see Sabu in ECW? And I said, well, CM Punk owes Sabu a favor. And then I told the Teddy Hart beating up CM Punk story being saved by Sabu. And then here you got CM Punk's coming back and Sabu in the next segment. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable 10 minutes of television. The, the, the foreshadowing that we did here on the channel on accident is is mind bending. I don't know that we, we foreshadowed Sabu at any point. Did you, you ever say Sabu is coming? <laughs> yes, that that was the story I just told. Crazy man, crazy. Yeah, insanity. Uh, so anyway, this breaks down into a match between Garcia and Roderick Strong, which I thought was decent. Th- these guys were both going pretty gentle because they have a big match. Uh, at ringside on Sunday uh, and are probably both going to take just huge bumps. Yeah. Lexo 41 saying Sabu, Manny Max saying Sabu. That's damn right. Have to agree. You know that's right. Thank you for the first time chat, Lexo 41. Uh, very cool stuff. I thought it was a very gentle end of heartache that Roddy hit Garcia with at the end of this. Like, it was just clear to me both guys weren't going all that hard, which I understand. Yeah, a general... Thumbs down for uh, Roddy Strong beating Danny Garcia, but, I, you know, it was, as you said, it was... Stop beating Garcia. It was fine. It was fine of a sort of a second gear, work rate, technical... It was fine. It was fine. These two could give you a great pay-per-view match. Correct. This was not it. And now we move to our main event. It's Penta and his brother, Ray Phoenix. Once again, the Lucha Brothers, your Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Zoobs, you'll remember, they won... 
their double jeopardy match or sorry lost their double jeopardy match ray phoenix against claudio in a double jeopardy match that gave blackpool combat club a shot at the roh tag team titles we're paying that off tonight on dynamite it's them versus claudio and wheeler and i thought this match was a blast until the end which i didn't really see a lot of people talking about i thought the end was kind of a disaster in this match how do you mean well there was like pin breakup stuff that didn't make sense here i wrote it down because this stuff's always hard to recall two hours later yeah penta is standing on the outside of the ring looking directly at them yuda goes for the pin and then claudio leaves the ring on the non-penta side (laughs) and so the bcc is now not guarding the pin and it just happens like he rolls away from the pin breakup right it's like that's really like i don't know and it gets tricky when these matches where nobody's paying attention to the legal man, I'm sure. And, you know, it's like, but that, that's pretty, I don't know. It's pretty like, if that was on, if I was reviewing that pay-per-view for the Patreon or something, I'd be like, oh, this is amateur nonsense. Like the main event of Dynamite between four pretty capable people. And it's tough. They were done no favors because the camera's just like right on. You're just watching it play out. But I did think the interactions were fun here. I, of course, love watching Claudio, Penta, Ray, sort of Wheeler. Yeah, not really really, but the other three wrestles, so this uh, served that. thought this main event was good, but yeah, I really thought the ending was uh, strange. Nice to get Lucha Brothers um, TV uh, title defenses, as, as fucking as they may be, but I think this also does suffer a little bit from what the previous match suffered from, where it was like you knew that half the guys in it had sort of bigger fish to fry coming up, whereas like, yeah. the last thing BCC wants to do is get injured fighting for an ROH championship on AEW TV. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm I with you that it was sort of, it, it wasn't similar to the one before. It wasn't up to the potential that it could have been. I don't know that the timing was quite right at the very end with the Bucks interference stuff. And where no, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, Everything at the end of this match was like miscommunicated and off time. That's why I think Claudio had to roll. Like some, I don't know, something with the run-in uh, Bob Brewer is pointing out that those were like the worst super kicks in history. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Something was just like, I just thought that ending was very bizarre and off time and not well executed. Yeah. Which is weird because, you know, a lot of really good wrestlers here. Yeah. Including the Bucks. That's not me. They're obviously great wrestlers, the young Bucks. No, usually timing and those little things are, are what they do. Yeah. No problem for them. So uh, that was Dynamite Zoobs, a, a rocking show for me. Uh, really liked the opener and the uh, now of course after talking about it the what was the other match I liked on this <laughs> the six man thank you very much I really enjoyed that six man on top of the Chicago news on top of Sabu on Sunday I thought this was actually a pretty satisfying go home show I'm more excited for double or nothing than maybe I thought I would be when I thought of this card on paper two weeks ago I think that the tag title scene is a shame and in lieu of the post show show tonight zooms and we can just talk about double or nothing here for 10 minutes if that works sure yeah uh where's your excitement level going into this oh it's the chat too one to seven where's your excitement level uh after dynamite as we head into the sunday's pay-per-view offering which again we'll be here live after it's done here on the channel it's definitely grown you know anarchy in the arena is going to be going to be huge i thought mox um i mean boy he's pushed it up he said if you're this is going to be the most violent match in AEW history, and if you're squeamish, the sight of blood, don't tune in. Uh, I mean, certainly didn't undersell it with um, what he was sort of uh, what he was sort of selling this on. Um, yeah, I'm excited. There's, there's, there's going to be some stuff that delivers. Um, part of it, 
part of the card does look just like a good dynamite to me. Um, you know, FTR and and the Jarrett's, and I know what's going to happen. It's going to come on. People are going to go ah, over delivered because it's a very very good tag team making a title defense on a pay per view. I totally get it. Um, but we do this like, again. Um, I think we talk about this sort of leading into a bunch of the pay per views is like thinking that it's going to be a good show, and my excitement for it to me are independent of each other, right? I, I'm certain that I'm going to sit down and enjoy the whole show. That is not up for debate, really, mentally for me. Yeah, I, I say this often. I'm comparing AEW pay-per-views to AEW pay-per-views. Correct. Uh, obviously, comparing, it's like, oh, well, it's going to rock compared to Backlash. Yeah. yeah, yeah obviously. Uh, I, I like, oh, we didn't talk about Willow. I got. I want to talk about that Willow thing before we go, because I thought that was really fantastic that they did show the Willow New Japan strong women's title win over Mercedes Monet Zoops. They got to do something with this, right? What's bigger? Can you think of a bigger win, including maybe Jade Cargill, than being the first person to pin Mercedes Monet outside of uh, New York? It's probably even bigger, right? Like, frankly. I've, oh, I think it's bigger than Jade. Um, something I, I... The number one win you can have. Something I am so happy with is uh, I'm assuming this is the case is like what a pro Mercedes Monet is if this is this yeah. what I assume is an audible call which I assume that it probably is sort of looked like to me yeah um, how awesome it is for for me personally is like I think something that's happened a bunch in the last couple of years is the person in ring doesn't make that call and then like the champ the person who's supposed to win wins anyway and then gets carried out of the arena with the belt and then and then loses it, like it gets stripped the next day. Like it's so much more effective to just give the person you're fighting the win and be like, totally, and be like, I got hurt. Yeah, I'm owed a shot to that. And if I'm Tony, I'm trying to book the rematch at my house. Yeah, uh, Willow. Oh, Bobby pointed out that Mercedes lost in stardom. That's correct too. Sorry, say first person to pin her that anyone saw. Yeah, sorry, that's that's on me. Uh, you, uh, you can say in North America, right? Because this happened in. Yeah. Regardless, I I thought really fantastic stuff, and they need to do something with. I would be showing that highlight. They're allowed to show the clip on Dynamite. Like yeah. she appeared on the show tonight. Like I would be running that clip all day, all night. I'd be pushing Willow off of it. Somebody who's deserved it already for ages. It's just like yeah, for me that was a a real example in that, and like because because you know play it out the other side and say that you do do the like Mercedes wins and vacates. It's like well now Willow's couldn't beat the champion while they were injured. It's like, it just does so many favors to just make the title change and figure it out later. It, I think we get, the companies get too precious about these title wins and losses where it's like, you can figure it out pretty quickly with this. It, it, Especially if your performers are good enough, which it, in this case, they absolutely are. And it certainly does not, we're certainly not like, oh, well, who even cares about beating Mercedes now? It's still going to feel huge when she shows up. It's still going to feel huge when she fights for things. N- none of her star was lost. She, hurt her ankle very seriously and that's why she lost it happens in every other sport the star player gets hurt and the team loses like it's, it's a normal thing that happens uh you see it in every sort of sport it it, it makes remember sense remember when you were out for a couple months there yes i do yeah there you go. that was a broken heart uh, that wasn't a that wasn't a broken bone i'm just saying the team started losing <laughs> yeah true <laughs> uh yeah i'm i'm probably in the five zone I'm excited. There's a big pay-per-view this weekend. That's exciting to me. Yeah. UFC off week and be more than happy to watch it. I really enjoyed New Japan on Sunday. I didn't watch it live as a cabin this weekend. 
Got out, got out, boys. You should have seen me fishing this weekend. Holy, not surprised. Masterwork, and so so. But then I watched it. Uh, so, what Monday morning? I guess when I got home, and I was really taken by it. I was like, oh man, I like New Japan, and so I'm in a mind. I'm ready for this pay per view to deliver. The main event should absolutely go. And like the chat was saying, I agree with them all. Anarchy in the arena and the promise of what Mox was saying at the end of the show. Like you said, this is going to be the most violent match in AEW history. Just like foaming at the mouth monster. Here's the boogeyman, John Moxley. Really, really wonderful stuff. So I'm excited for Sunday. I wish I was more into the main event or tag team programs. And when neither of those are feuds that I'm dying to see paid off, uh, the show's hurt. But the promise of maybe a CM Punk something mm-hmm. and the, really the kickoff of the Summer of Punk 3 and my excitement in AEW is at an all-time high. So ready to rock this Sunday. and But really excited for... It feels like a season premiere in some ways. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I think so. And uh, we've got a ladder match. Jeez, we've got a ladder match on this show. There's some stuff. I'm looking at the card now. I'm like, yeah, there's some stuff. I'm probably closer. I'm probably five and a half, maybe even a six. Uh, we get Sweet. true to it. Wow, there's a six-man tag match where if Hardy... That's got to be on the pre-show, right? Ethan Page and the Guns against the Hardy Party? That's got to be... Got to think so. I don't know. But I don't know. They like to put, what, Jeff, eight, nine, ten matches on the main cards? Jeff Hardy. I mean, you could see Jeff Hardy being on the main show. So. Yeah. He, at this point in his career, is sort of like a definitive prelim main eventer guy to me. Yeah. Get the crowd hype before the, the show opens. But yeah, if you put him as the opener, I get it. There you go. There you go. We'll be here, Zoobs. We'll be here on Sunday talking about it. Sure will. We'll be going all night. Without Matt Prince. Uh, hope he's having a great honeymoon. Scoots Pro saying, breaking news, another ship has gotten stuck in the Suez Canal. There you go. I didn't even know that happened the first time. Oh, really? The Ever Given? Remember that? Ever? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, man. I don't know anything. Yeah, it happened like, like a year ago. Oh, even less likely. Hmm. So Suez Canal, eh? Well, I hope. It sounds like they got a. I hope everyone's okay. Yeah, I'm just, it's fine. Good to hear. Subs, so, anything you'd like to say to the Brainiacs before we get out of here for the night? Not a goddamn thing. Fantastic. We will be back here Sunday. Thank you all for tuning in to tonight's episode of the AE Double Dudes. And we'll talk to you all very soon. Love and energy. Bye.